0: What is going on? I am your host, Mike Dewar, and this is the Barbell CEO Podcast. And I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. And if you're returning, thanks for uh, returning and stopping in. This is the podcast here where we really are looking to arm strength coaches, personal trainers, fitness enthusiasts, as well as just young professionals or anyone along the, the road there looking to improve their life and grow not only in the gym, but also outside. So we really want to dive in today, and in our group, the Circle of Strength. Which, you guys, uh, if you're interested in hearing more about that, you can check out the website at thebarbellco.com/slash/circle-dash-of-dash-strength. We're talking all about finances, and you know, I really we've had some really great discussions because finance is something that most people uh, typically don't have a lot of experience with from a personal level. Um, this isn't taught in schools uh, as Especially in the training and fitness space, a lot of trainers, coaches, and even young people today don't really have an understanding of how to create wealth, how to create stability, and allow themselves to uh, grow that so that when they enter their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, they, they're more set up to be able to take uh, different risks, maybe scale things back to be home more with the family, uh, to avoid burnout from the gym, which is especially something huge in personal trainers once we kind of hit that 10-year mark. Um, and these are all things that that I've personally went through, and that I'm working with, uh, and have had success with. That's allowed me to do certain things in my life, and take some opportunities, and take some chances, uh, and and make sure I still kind of land on my feet. Um, so today, I wanted to share with you guys some strategies, um, not only that that I've used, but that I've you know talking with other successful coaches uh, who have allowed themselves to at times take a step back. So maybe they have a child or they want to be home more, or, you know, for me personally, moving from, uh, you know, a very uh, New York City to a, to a, to a smaller uh, place in the Midwest back home so I can really start the next chapter of my life and being able to step away, yet still have uh, the ability to basically not have a job uh, when I move and allow myself a couple months to kind of get on my feet, um, you know, or in a situation where if somebody gets hurt at the job, There's a lot of scenarios that can really sideline somebody's career and financial trajectory. And if they can start young or if they can get started at all, um, I hope that these steps can really give you guys guidance and directions uh, to really take action because I do believe that while, yes, creating wealth uh, can be challenging and it can be uh, difficult the more you get into it, I do think that. Just like training, the more you learn, yes, there's more things you can do and more avenues, and there's a lot more ins and outs, but it's a fun process. And I want to really make this conversation about uh, learning how to get started, no matter uh, if you're just starting out with, with finances, how are you setting all your budgets, how are you, what are your next steps, to somebody who might be uh, already have that. They already have their 401k set up, they already have you know some savings. They're really just looking at how to get to that next step. And I want to preface all this by saying by no means is my educational background in finance. Um, however, I've been fortunate enough to uh, have been around some great mentors as well as I uh, diverted a lot of my attention in the past uh, probably five years to doing this because you know, in my mid-20s, I, I was working you know, about 40 hours a week personal training. That means 40 sessions. So any trainers out there know that's not... Uh, a matter of just going a, a nine to five job. That's really you know eight sessions a day. We're looking at 12 hour days. you know, you're always on the clock. Um, and while I was successful with doing that, uh, it's very easy to get burnt out. And when you get burnt out, uh, you just kind of lose the motivation. and it was uh, it was something that I had to really recalibrate my life and look at why I'm doing this and, and understand my whys and my vision for this, but also have direction to see where my money was taking me uh, and, and really the opportunities, that savings was doing for my family and for my loved ones is obviously for my future Um, as well as for the the present, right? It allows you to also do some fun things. And I think that's important to to hit on here when we're talking about all these next steps and strategies is we want to obviously prepare for the future, but we also want to be able to prepare for a year from now or the now or 10 years from now. So, really have a deeper understanding. But it's not just a matter of showing up, putting money in your 401k and kind of crossing your fingers until you get 60, you know, 69 or, or 70 or wherever you want to be. So, when you retire, um, which for me, it's about 50. So, before we jump in, though, I want to have a quick announcement about the circle of strength. If you guys are interested at all, we are actually running uh, for all new members. Um, a two-week free trial where you guys can jump in, get on the weekly calls with us, and really hear more about what we're doing in the Circle of Strengths. What's going on? If you guys are interested in getting better, not only as a coach, but as an individual, whether that's a better brother, a better sister, a spouse, a significant other, a leader in your community, we have a group of men and women called the circle of strength and we meet weekly where we go through different aspects of growth whether that's financial personal wealth working on the self and the mental aspect of things the contribution to our our work and to our community the connection that we have with others all of these aspects Of growth and of life is something that we really strongly believe in. So we have a great discussions and great uh, different exercises that we can do as a group and as a team. So if you're interested in joining a community of leaders, and people all working who can hold you accountable, give you the support and guidance, as well as you can help somebody else in that same group, learn something because we believe that everyone, no matter who they are, comes to this this group called the Circle of Strength and really can offer value. If you're somebody who believes in that process and really wants to check that out, go to thebarbellceo.com slash circle hyphen of hyphen strength. You can check it out. We have a couple of different recordings of, of little snapshots of some of the calls that we've been on and I want to extend to you a two-week free trial so you guys can check that out there because we strongly believe in the process. and We've had great results already with our members. So we're going to jump in now, and this is really a a situation where I want to arm you guys with some strategies to help you build personal wealth, add financial security, or even help you add more to your current situation, as well as help you understand the reasons why... Uh, You might want to do this, Um, and the reasons that I felt that I needed to do it when I was in my early to mid-20s, and it's really helped me set myself up uh, to really give me avenues of options that I can do as I enter my 30s and hopefully in my 40s and 50s and 60s. So we're going to start off today, and I really want you guys to, you know, whether you take notes or whatever that is, uh, these are not in chronological order. However, I I did order some of them where obviously we want to start at a base and we can build. Um, But the first couple here are definitely ones that I want you guys to make sure you're solidifying because just like any fitness or any form of training, if we build a strong base, we can always then progress upon that. But if your base is faulty, it's very difficult and at some point it's going to fall. So without further ado, my first tip and strategy is you must know your numbers and yes that means you must know what you're making and what you're spending and we need to go into it more deeper than just that topical level so whatever you're making right if you work at a gym if you work on your own you need to understand what your income is now we have gross income which is everything you pull in and then we have your net income which is you know, when we take taxes out, if you're a business owner, you can look at what your company makes. But as a business owner, you also know you're probably losing stuff in overheads, in rent, whether that's utilities, payroll costs, whatever that is. But you need to look at what you are coming, what money is coming into your house or into your, your uh, established place of residence. And I like to do this on a monthly basis. Some people like a week to week, but I make a month is a pretty good snapshot from there you need to start looking at your fixed costs. Fixed costs are anything that is relatively constant every month, so that might be car payments, it might be student loans, it might be uh, rent or mortgage, utilities, healthcare, all of that. We wanna make sure we have those numbers. And now I wanna be careful here because a fixed cost is not a Netflix subscription. A fixed cost is something that is, is a necessity to life right? Or a necessity to allow you to make the money you need. So yes, sure. You don't need a car, but if you work, you know, 30 miles away, you might need to get a car. Yeah. You could sit on a bus for two hours, but that loss of an hour and a half a day of driving 30 miles or, you know, taking a bus for two hours could actually cost you more money in the long run. So you really have to kind of dive deep in that, but I want to at least, you know, not go down in rabbit holes here. So you need to understand your fixed costs. So typically it's housing, it's healthcare and any insurance. You need to then look at what is the bare minimum of food that you must supply for yourself or your family, right? And that does not does not include eating out, right? It does not include, you know, buying all the, the candies and all this extra stuff, right? It's very bare minimum. So really make some sort of a budget around that. And then any uh, liabilities you have. So whether that's uh, credit card debt, whether that's student loans, you need to really come up with those. So those are your fixed costs. Your next thing here we have is a non-fixed cost. So non-fixed costs is, in in my opinion, are the things that are most easily controlled in the beginning, right? Um, now to to go back to our fixed costs, we can control our fixed costs. Maybe you don't need to go buy a new car. You could buy a used car that has a significantly lower payment than it uh, than the newer car, and that's how you can control that fixed cost. So you need to really go through the non-fixed cost. So for a lot of young people, especially myself living in the city, it was, you know, people are always like, oh, in college, I didn't have any money yet. Somehow I found a way to go spend $60 or $50 at a bar. You know, I'd be going and eating out uh, X, Y, and Z at the mess hall or, or anything like that. So there's ways that we can control these non-fixed costs. And how much do we want to do that is where I'm going to go with next. So once you kind of set that up and you have that budget, just like you would if you were looking at your diet and you're trying to cut back, we have to set a budget for ourselves. And a lot of people, when we talk about budget, they think about, oh my gosh, I'm cutting things out, I'm losing, this is horrible, I don't want to do this. Well, the inevitable and the reality of it is you need to do this because without it, you'll never know where your money goes. And what doesn't get measured gets lost. So set a budget. Now, A book I recommend anyone to read is The Richest Man in Babylon. And in The Richest Man in Babylon, rule number one was save one coin. So if you make or save one coin, in this scenario, he was making uh, 10 coins, right? So you save one. So save 10% of all you make pre-tax. And now that save 10% is paid to use yourself. So think about you or your own investment. You pay it to yourself before you pay out taxes, before you pay out rent before you pay out anything else, 10% goes back to you. And that's not fun money you get to spend. That's 10% that you, not even you can touch. You put it into some sort of vehicle, which we can talk about a little bit. But we want to challenge yourself to start at 10%. So if you make you know, $50,000 a year, but obviously you're going to get taxed on that, I want you to try and save $5,000 after all those taxes. So you're realistically going to be saving a little higher than 10%, of your post tax, because obviously you're going to lose, depending on what bracket you are in, uh, you know, probably 25 to 30 something percent, right? So I want you to really challenge yourself to save that money. Now, 10% might not be feasible for you right now. Save 2%, save 3%, because you'll notice that once you can save $20 a month, I'm sure you can save 25. I'm sure you can save 50 and before you know it snowballs. But you have to start saving. And you have to also hold yourself accountable to really look at these controlled, uh, fixed and non-fixed costs. I will tell you this right now, that my savings rate in my early 20s it was anywhere between 20 and 30%. It really allowed my trajectory. I've talked with other successful trainers. I've talked with other successful individuals, business owners, as well as just People who are kind of in my circle that I've had this relationship with that I can talk with, I've seen savings rates of up to forty percent and they've had families. So if it's interesting if you if you have this conversation with somebody you know and you feel comfortable talking about this stuff with them, ask them because you might realize that people are out there saving the money. they're just not talking about it because I do think in today's world most people don't talk about finances. It's still a blacklist kind of topic. So after you set that aside, that initial uh, savings rate, if you will, that 10% or or even more, you then use the remainder to pay out your fixed and non-fixed cost. Now, you might start to realize as you do this that you also then have some leftover. That's not fun money. What I challenge you to do is, is put that into your savings and boost that savings rate up. Right? There is a part of this where you have to understand, yes, you could spend all your money, but... That might give you temporary satisfaction, and it's kind of finding a happy be at balance. But most people, unless they have a, a different situation than most, uh, should probably allocate more of their, uh, their their spending money to savings and investments for the future or for a month from now or 10 years from now. So the next, the third one, right? So we went over know your numbers and set a budget, talking about saving at least 10%. We then look at establish a savings rate. So we just talked about this, the 10% of all you earn, rich man of Babylon preached that. But you can do that right now. And all you would do is you would take your your income minus all your expenses, right? So you'd be given a number. You take that number and you would divide that by your income again. And you'd get a decimal and then you would times that by 100. So for example, let's say you make 50K and you spend 45K. Right, So you're left with 5K, and then you divide that number by your income, which is 50. So 5 divided by 50 is 0.1. Times that by 100, you have 10%. So your savings rate would be about 10%. Now, we want to learn to increase this number. So we want to learn to increase that 10%, but also understand that if we have 10% of 50, which is $5,000, If you increase your income to 60 and you still remain at 10%, you made $6,000, right? which is really only $1,000 more, which leads us to an idea of when people get a raise or they make more money, what happens is they typically spend more than they make or they spend the more money that they make. So, for example, in that situation where you want $50 and great you picked up some new clients, your new business, you got a raise at work and you know it's a $10,000 raise or whatever that raise is, you were just living off of 45k, right? In this situation. And now you're making 60. Instead of now living off of 55, challenge yourself to live off that 45 and now you take that $10,000 of savings and you boost your, you know, you you put Uh, max out your retirements. Um, You can start then to get to the next steps, which is building a a security fund, if you will, um, to allow yourself to have that financial stability. Or you could even take the next step and really have fun with uh, different investment strategies that we're going to talk about a little bit. So you really have to think about how do you increase the percentage, your savings rate, and or your income number. But a lot of people are focused on how do I make more money? How do I make more money, right? We make more money, we spend more money. So you can increase your savings rate by making more and spending the same as you were previously or just spending significantly less, right? So if you make $10,000 more, maybe you only spend $2,000 more, right? You can play with those numbers to kind of see. Now, this is something that everyone can do. And this is what I'm challenging you to do is it, it sometimes is difficult to make more money, right? If it was that easy, everyone would do it. We can make the same amount of money you're making now and you spend less and you actually will increase your savings rate. So example of wealth, right? We wanna increase our earnings, not our spending. Example of wealth, it's not what you make, but it's what you have saved or what you have after all your expenses. So in an example, let's say we have somebody who makes six figures, $100,000. They have all these great things, all these quote-unquote liabilities, which if you guys wanna know more about that, read Rich Dad Poor Dad. But liabilities. Let's say they make 100K a year and they spend 90K. So they're left with 10K at the end of the year, right? A savings rate of 10%. And let's say we have somebody else who makes 70K, but only spends 45K. They are left with $25,000 at the end of the year versus $10,000. Granted, that other person who has $10,000 at the end of the year makes $30,000 more. That's a very powerful image there because when people think they have to make more money and their, their life's going to be a little better, yes, there are situations where, where that's going to be important, but you have to understand that if you can increase that savings rate and if you can do that, right? So say in this example, this person was able to save $25,000 a year, and let's say they were at twenty five, right? when they get to 30, they could have $125,000 saved in some form of vehicle, whether that's a, a combination of the retirements, of their liquid savings, and then maybe they you know set up some index funds and they have return on those investments. That could significantly change the trajectory of the 30s, 40s, and 50s through the power of compounding interest and through the practice of being able to save that much, right? Because if you learn to save that much early, and when you get to your 30s and 40s, most likely you're going to probably make more, right? Hopefully, because that's the idea is as you gain experience and knowledge, you can your earning potential goes up with more education and and, and all that uh, experience. You have the ability now to, to save even more and have a better savings rate. Some other ways that we can do this and we can increase what we make, right, is like I said, uh, sometimes it takes time and you need to just – gain experience, and really put the work in to allow yourself to make more money as you get uh, more experience as you grow older in your profession. Side hustles is huge, right? So there's nothing stopping you from doing whatever you're passionate about and make a side hustle, right? I, I think the idea of making million dollars online as a personal trainer, as a health coach is, is, is not realistic. Um, however, I think it's very doable for people to, work and get a couple hundred dollars a month, right? Which doesn't seem like a lot, but instead of sitting there and watching TV or, you know, doing this and that, taking a little bit of time each day and really setting aside, do a side hustle, right? Or maybe it's working freelance. There's a lot of things you can do to make a couple hundred bucks a month. And over the course, if you took all those money, a couple hundred bucks a month, think about how many times you make some money and you're not really sure what to do with it. And you end up spending it. If you put that aside $200 $200 a month that you made, you would be able to invest $2,000 over the course of the year, or you'd be able to save $2,000 over the course of the year. Or you'd be able to pay down credit card debt, or you'd be able to pay down student loans to allow yourself to get out of a hole. Side hustles, 100% try them out. Find out what you're passionate about. Ask people who are doing things that you're passionate about, what they're doing, how they're doing it. Another thing, cut back unnecessary spending. Trim the fat, whether that's in your business, whether that's in your personal life. Sit down and really look at these numbers. And the next thing is about investments, right? Obviously, there's a lot of things that you can do here. And I think once you get past, you know, saving and building that liquid capital to really kind of give yourself a safety net and a security financial fund, some stability after you start putting money for your long-term then you can really start to look into these investment strategies. So whether that's, you know, some people like real estate, some people like, you know, index funds, stocks, dividend or dividend earning funds. There's a million different things in this category. And I think if, if you're at that point, you know, I think you really need to, you know, I feel confident in the things that work for me. I've know people that are really into real estate and it's really working for them. Ask around, ask people, find mentors, find people who you know, have experience and have success in this. Right. If it seems too good to be true, like a 30-day weight loss success where you lose 30 pounds in 30 days, it's probably too good to be true. So also don't, you know, don't think that sports betting or, or or you know all these things that might not be the most um not quite sure how to choose these words. If it seems too good to be true, the things that uh typically are going to be true. So, we want to just make sure that the investments we are choosing, we're being educated about this. Don't jump into anything without consulting with people. Find a financial uh, manager. Now, I will say a lot of people, uh, and myself included, if you have experience with a financial manager, just make sure you know the fee structures. Um, However, I will say this, you know, it was helpful for me in the beginning to kind of have that guidance, Uh, but there's a lot of things that you could do on your own where you don't need to have uh, somebody managing your funds um, little fun tip that actively managed funds and investments really haven't been shown to outperform uh, unmanaged funds. So uh, sometimes parking investment in a good vehicle and just kind of watching it yourself, it could be a very good hands-off approach. Um, so if you're interested in this type of stuff, I recommend uh, bog Boggleheads. Um, it's a great book. Uh, it's got some guys uh, from like Vanguard T row, Uh, Fidelity, all that in there. So that's a really good book to read. Um, All right, so just to recap here, we went over know your numbers, set a budget, establish a savings rate, increase your earnings, not your spending. And now we're going to go into something that we've been preached to us from the beginning of time, hopefully. Set up a retirement, right? Compounding interest, Google it, and do some reading on it. It's simple math that is powerful, Start by savings, 5 to 10% of all you make, right? So if we go back, and, and obviously the idea is you want to try and start, you know, saving 10%, and maybe, you know, five of that goes to your retirement, five of it goes to your, your liquid uh, savings. We want to try and build those both up, right, to the point that, sure, it'd be great to try and max out your retirement, right? And then you can continue to go more and more. But maybe you aren't there yet. Start small and continue to build and challenge yourself to progress a percentage point every month or half percent every month. Set those things the same way you'd say, I want to put half percent on my squat. You know, I want to get five pounds better by next month. Same idea. Put some goals once you have it. But once you start, you can then build those out there. Um, stay aware of any match programs by your employer. So even I know some gyms, some employers, some employees, they have uh, 401k matches. So if your employer matches up to 3%, make sure you're putting at least enough to get in there to get your 3%. That's free money. Most people don't take advantage of that. And it's it's just it left scratching my head. You're turning down free money. Make sure you're doing that. The earlier you start, the better. So you can put it in a Roth IRA, a 401k. There are distinct differences between them. If you're a business owner, you can open up a SEP, SEP, Google those out there, ask somebody, ask a friend, family member, somebody who's successful in the space or who's been doing it. Ask around, find a mentor, just make sure the person that you are asking can give that information to you. So make sure you are looking for somebody who has experience and success in the sector. And it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody who's a financial advisor, right? Um, There's other websites you can go to like Vanguard, Betterment Fidelity, T. Rowe Price. All those are great uh, resources and obviously those are a place that you can go and you can set up accounts and you can really start getting into that stuff. Um, I would say seek a financial mentor or advisor for recommendations. And the investment vehicles. Um, a lot of companies will have uh, different HR or financial services. So you can always speak with somebody there, speak with somebody, a colleague of yours that maybe is a little bit down the road. You know, I'm sure if you just in the break room or, or asking around, I'm sure you're going to know who the people who are, are kind of set. And maybe it's somebody whose lifestyle you enjoy, right? So when I was personal training, when I was younger, I would notice these trainers that would come in here and they'd be there all day, just slaving away. And then I saw the guys that were also doing that, but then they wouldn't work the weekends. And then, you know, they weren't working late at night and they just had a, a different air. They're both happy and they weren't run down about working all these hours. And when I went and talked to them, they had all these, these investment opportunities where they said, hey, I'm doing this because I love to work these hours. But I also understand I don't need to work all the time because I have, I have myself set. I know where I'm at with things. You know, I, I don't need to, you know, be in my, in my 30s and 40s working weekends uh, you know, three or four hours in the morning and not being away from my kids. And that's kind of lifestyle that I wanted to have. So I simply was asking those people what they were doing. And, you know, before we know it, we got tatting and and that really got that fire going. So don't be afraid to look for mentors and uh, look for people in your life that, you know, that you like what you're doing and, and ask some questions, you know, and then come from a good place and, and good people will try to help good people. The next one we have, liquid savings, those three to six months of expenses. So if you're new to this, And this is a book uh, that's in our book club for the Circle of Strength. It is the uh, Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. Now, when I first started reading this, this was one of the most impactful books, blueprints that I had uh, in my early 20s to really start to accumulate wealth and get myself on a a fast track, if you will, and help myself get out of a little bit of a hole, right? Um, I'm in a very uh, fortunate situation now. Obviously, there was always room to grow, um, but when I was 21, I had uh, almost $90,000 in student loan debt. Uh, after you know, uh, an advanced uh, a master's degree, um, I was living in the most expensive one of the most expensive cities in the world, New York City. Um, I was working um, as a gym, doing floor training, and making $8 an hour, which was minimum wage, and uh, for the first. Couple of years, I was, you know, making about $25,000 to $30,000 living in New York City with all these uh, outstanding loans that I had to pay. And over time, like I said, I was able to increase my earnings uh, because of just experience and gaining the knowledge and time. Um, but I didn't increase my spending. And I was able to really start chipping away at not only putting money into my investment, uh, in terms of my retirement, because I had a match, I was able to slowly start paying down student loans. And then I was able to really start saving money. And for me, it was, I want to get to a thousand dollars by end of the year. And that was a year goal. So I really backed it out. And that was, you know, about a hundred dollars a month, give or take. Um, and it was a very addictive process because, you know, I would make $500 more a month while I, put here, 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 instead of going and spending it, right? Or I might, I might go out and I might, you know, get a couple of drinks or have a celebration dinner uh, for a good, a good month. And that was, you know, spending maybe 10, 15% of that money. And then all the rest we can allocate it. So once you can start to build, my goal is to build three to six months of expenses. So go back to those numbers that you knew in step one, those fixed costs that you have, you can really say, okay, my fixed cost at that time, let's say it was you know, twenty five hundred dollars a month, and I was in a profession where um, I didn't really have a net underneath me, right? As personal trainers, as strength coaches, uh, sometimes you, you know, if you get hurt, it's not like you have you know the ability to go in and walk around on the feet and lift the weights for your clients, right? If you uh, have a bad month, well, it's not like you have a set salary; you're on commission basis most of the time. Um, so you don't really have a safety net. So I opted to have more. I wanted to really build my safety net up large. So I chose to have about six months in there, which is about $15,000, right? And that took me some time, right? It took me about a couple years. Um, and when I finally hit that number, uh, you know, in my in my mid-20s, because I was, you know, making more and more and I was not spending anymore... Uh, it was a cool idea because now I was saving all this money and now you're like, okay, well I hit my number. What do I do now? I have, you know, a couple hundred dollars a month that I was just used to putting in my savings. And then, you know, I started a new fund and before I knew it, I was able to chip away and pay off all those loans by like my 27th birthday. Right. Which is crazy. And then I had all this, you know, money that was leaving now and now it's okay. What do I do now? And now, I was able to start putting money into different things. So you can see how it really starts to snowball and that's a stepping stone. And the underlying factor is once you can learn to start saving a little bit, you can start building upon that. And then when you start checking off your saving boxes, you start to open more avenues for yourself, right? So now it's always having that safety net. It's always sitting there, right? And then I'm able to start getting into other things. So maybe it's index funds or or maybe it's, uh, you know, rental properties or down payment on a house, there's a lot of ways that you can do this and starting young allows yourself to do this. Um, So before we get to the last one here, I know I've went through a lot and I really think this could be something that uh, you may want to, you know, if you're in the car, really sit down and take notes and really bullet this out because we went over step one, know your numbers. We went over step two, set a budget. Step three, establish a savings rate. Remember that 10% savings rate, and kind of build up from there. The idea of step four, increase your earnings, not your spending. So we talked about side hustles, how to cut back and trim the fat, uh, how your money can work for yourself or money, whether that's investments or real estates or dividends or all kinds of different stuff like that. Uh, number five was set up your retirement, right? The power of compounding interest, uh, the power of making sure you take advantage of any match programs you have by your employer, Uh, and also part of that was finding a financial mentor. Number six, liquid savings to have a security net or a safety net, especially in our in the industry, if you are a strength coach or personal trainer where uh, injury can be around any corner, uh, losing a, a job based on maybe you're not making commissions or you're just having a bad month. There are seasonal variations, all those things you need to prepare for. So whether that's three to six months, depends on your comfort level and your, uh, your situation. The last one, seven, and we really, uh, I just want to touch on this. This is something we're not going to dive in too much and we kind of hit a little bit on it, but you want to somehow find a way to have your money make money. So there's a variety of investment options out there. You can always seek out advice from those who are ready to give it. Um, but like we said, um, another great book is rich dad, poor dad, uh, Obviously, that's a huge, more of an investment undertone book, but it really goes into the the concept of liabilities versus assets. So, liabilities—if you put money into liability, uh, you're probably not going to see the money. It's going to diminish in value. But if you put money into an asset, it's either going to allow you to make more money, or it's going to make more money for you. So, it might be, uh, you know, uh, putting a down payment on a house, right? Yes, it's money out, but you're uh, hopefully, if it's an investment option and you've done your homework. It might be that. Now, in this book specifically, he doesn't look at your house as an asset, depending on who you ask, yes or no. Um, But some other things that you could look into are index and mutual funds, stocks. uh, You know, um, investing into your business, right? Your business hopefully could make money, um, and you want to obviously, if you're putting money into that, uh, the idea is to have it, uh, you know, have a good ROI on it, return of interest. And the last one is continuing education for yourself. So investing in yourself. And I think that's a big one um, that most people kind of fall short of, or they just throw money at the wall and they think if they, you know, in my industry, you get this cert, you get this and that. Yeah, sure. I'm going to get better. Well, unfortunately, a lot of consumers don't see that. And they, you know, a couple hundred dollars here and there, but all the times it is good, right? So you really have to sit down and, and really think about, is this, Is there something you're passionate about? Great. Maybe it's going to make you a better coach and and you're going to be more passionate and people are going to notice that and they're going to train with you. It might be, uh, you know, a certain uh, cert or educational thing you need to get to advance within your company and maybe you don't want to do it, but you see that it can unlock doors. Maybe it's going back and getting a certain degree, right, and that could really help you get another job that maybe you are more passionate about, offers you more flexibility in your lifestyle. Maybe has a higher earning potential. Those are all little things that you can do to really uh, help yourself make more money off the money you're making. So I know we went through a lot today, guys and uh, ladies and gentlemen. I just wanted to share these with you. Um, I really hope this was uh, helpful for you. And um, you know, I I, I don't want to go too much further into stuff because I do think there's a lot in this podcast that you know could really help a lot of younger uh, millennials or or just anyone out there who's kind of struggling to get started or looking to just, you know, overhaul and kind of make sure they're, you know, checking those boxes and they're just kind of allowing themselves to have flexibility and stability as they go through life. I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. Um, We definitely dove into a lot of personal finance stuff for trainers, coaches, coaches, Entrepreneurs, as well as young professionals and millennials. Um, These are topics that aren't easy to discuss and, uh, but you know, need to be discussed. And they should be ones that excite us as we go on. And it might be scary in the beginning, but to let you know, this is, uh, you know, you're not alone in this journey. Um, But I want to thank you guys for being a part of today's conversation. So, you guys, can leave me a review uh, at either on Spotify or Stitcher or Apple iTunes, whatever you're listening to here, that would be uh, immensely appreciated to really help me get feedback on what I can do to help and serve my listeners and my community. If you guys want to connect with me on Instagram, I'm most active at Mike J. Doer. Uh, but you can also check us out at the Barbell CEO. And then, lastly, as discussed, you know, I, I really urge you guys if you guys are serious about trying to surround yourself with individuals, not only like myself, but across all aspects, whether that's professionals inside the fitness industry, as well as uh, whether it's in finance or construction or real estate, whatever it is, we have a group called the Circle of Strength. We talk a lot about topics such as this, as well as just development, coach development, um, fitness, health. Uh, We talk about life and balancing things. A lot of conversations happen in there that are very powerful. So you can check that out at thebarbellceo.com slash circle dash of dash strength. And like I said, we are running a two week free trial for any new members to really immerse themselves and uh, and see the benefit because we strongly believe what we've been doing here. And I hope to see you all there.